Thank you for listening to this edition of the Christian Car Guy podcast. It's brought to you by Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road. Mr. Quick Pick is the opportunity for you to start your own roadside assistance business. If you have more investment energy than investment capital, stop working for someone else. Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road is the opportunity to have your own home-based business, working directly with auto clubs and leveraging a national brand and marketing strategy. Mr. Quick Pick helps people who have run out of gas, lock their keys in their car, or need a jump start. An A-plus rated company with a better business bureau and the three-time winner of the Member's Choice Award for customer service. This could be the chance you've been looking for to serve others at the point of crisis and even share your walk with Christ. So whether you're looking for a business opportunity or in need of emergency roadside assistance, choose Mr. Quick Pick Lock and Road, mrquickpick.com. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast of the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. And now time for Christian Car Guy Theater. You've lost that driving feeling Oh, that driving feeling. Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible style. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. What a treat we have for you today on the Christian Car Guy, a Christian Car Guy Theater Marathon, starting off with episode 11, A Spoonful of Sugar. Then following, we're going to take you on the Pride Takes a Ride, episodes 16, 17, and a brand new episode 18 in the last segment of the Christian Car Guy show today. So now sit back and enjoy this Christian Car Guy Theater Marathon. Last time on Christian Car Guy Theater, we learned that Jimmy's serious car accident was caused by just a spoonful of sugar that his girlfriend Allie put in the gas tank of his Jeep. Well, here we are, Nathan's garage. It's awfully good of him to let us come here after hours. It looks bigger on the inside than I thought. Okay, over here's my car. Now remember, you agreed to let me explain what that sugar did to her. I don't know why you're making me do this. My dad already paid you for the repairs. Yes, but I promised I was going to show you why I enjoy cars so much. Oh, great. Now, let's take a look inside. Under the hood of Jimmy's Jeep, the car parts aren't too happy about this situation. Tammy Tensioner speaks first. <gasps> what does Jimmy think he's doing? Letting that vandal and a lipstick near us again? Maybe she's come back to finish the job. Guido Gasket said... Give me five minutes and I'll finish her. Mosey Motor Oil said his piece. Hey, Jimmy is crazy. That's what he is, crazy. Now, what he should do is 
freezer out just the way we was froze by that sugar. Yeah, let me out of. I know a guy that'll make some cement sandals for her. Wally windshield wiper, let it fly. Oh boy, hey, look you guys. Take this, sweetie. <laughs> hey, cut it out! Yeah. Getting that stuff all over my new sweater. That's weird. I've never known a washer to do that and aim that way as well. Gosh, I'm sorry, Allie. Well, I think you did that on purpose. Honest, I didn't. You were getting revenge, that's what. And here you are, going on and on about how you forgave me, huh? That's all it is. Talk. Goodbye. But, but Allie, I, I did. I mean, I thought I'd forgiven you. I'm, I'm trying to. Jimmy's not the only one who needs to forgive. Under the hood. Ha, ha, ha. Good riddance. Yeah! Hey, wait a right, baby. What are y'all talking about? It's that girlfriend of Jimmy's, Gracie. She almost ruined us all. We're getting even. Just hold on a minute, y'all. That's no way to talk. Not if we're part of Jimmy Anderson's car. What do you mean, Gracie? You're the gas tank. You got the worst of it when she sabo... Sabo... Oh, whatever that word is. Messed us up. Don't you want to get revenge? Not on your tintype, sister. Ain't you been listening when Jimmy reads his Bible out loud? Remember that part about vengeance is mine, saith the Lord? That means it belongs to God, not us. Oh, yeah. That. Eduardo Exhaust piped up. Oh, man. You mean I can't metaphor some oil smoke and trencher? No way, Jose. Listen, this is what the Bible says here in Matthew 24. Meanwhile, Allie heads over to the church to talk to Pastor Jack. All that fine talk about forgiveness, it doesn't work. I'm going to give that preacher a piece of my mind. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. Pastor Jack is away at a retreat this week. I'm Miss Annie, the secretary. Can I help you? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. It's about my boyfriend. I, um, did something to his car. Oh, yes. I heard about that. You did? Oh, my dear, this is a small town. There's not much we don't hear about. Okay, then. Tell me this. What's up with this forgiveness stuff? I thought Christians were supposed to, like, forgive and forget, not be bitter or resentful. I'm not feeling that at all. Oh, Allie, sweetie, have you asked God to forgive you? Have you asked Jesus to cover your vandalism of the cheap in the blood that Jesus shed at the cross for you? Do you really believe that? That's the same lecture I always get from you born-again people. If God were really God, he would have come up with a better plan than killing his own son to help us. I'm sorry, Miss Annie. You seem like you mean well, but life just isn't like that. I understand. I remember feeling that way back when I was about your age. And Allie, sometime when you're ready, you come back and ask me and I'll tell you what happened in my life to clear that up. Okie dokie, I'll tell Pastor Jack you came by. Uh, that's it? You don't have more of a lecture for me on forgiveness and the golden rule and that kind of thing? Oh, faith is a funny thing, Allie. Someday, when you see your need for it, this will all make sense. But, in a manner of speaking, without being thirsty, water tastes pretty bland. <laughs> you can say that again. Without being thirsty, water tastes pretty bland. <laughs> all right, sweetie. I'll tell Pastor Jack you came by already. Okay, thanks. Back at the garage, there's more soul-searching going on. Lord, 
I realize now that I haven't consulted you about this situation, I didn't pray about it. Thank you so much for bringing me through that accident, okay? Would you please help me truly forgive Allie for what she did, even if she never understands? The car parks are also thinking about forgiveness. Gracie Gas Tank is telling it like it is. Now listen, all this talk about getting even is just going to cause more trouble and turn us bitter, or maybe even rusty. We got to forgive that gal, and we need to keep on forgiving every day. Say, Barry Brake Pad, I remember your addiction to brake fluid when you said you could stop any time and then you slipped and we hit that rock and that poked a hole in me. Oh yeah, I'm sorry about that. You know, uh, <laughs> you leak like crazy. But I forgave you, didn't I? Otherwise, we couldn't work together at all, right? Yeah, yeah. you're right, crazy. Okay. Well... That's also how it works for Jimmy. He's letting go of his anger at Allie. I reckon we need to do that, too. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Yeah, we'll we're do. with you, Gracie. Yeah, yeah, that's easy for y'all. But what about me? Miss Sweet Cheeks Sunoco Soda has me carpe diem seized today. Why, I oughta... I know most of you consider me a pain. And some think they can see right through me. Ha <laughs> ha. But Kramer, when I doused that vandal in cleaner, I thought it was my window of opportunity. <laughs> but actually, it just shattered Jimmy's heart. Our actions have consequences, Kramer. That's right, Wally. We need to plan to restore Jimmy's heart, not keep breaking Okay, it. Lord, I get it. I'll be patient with her just like you have been patient with me. I know she's worth it. I just know it. You're right, boy. Heard you praying there, but you're right. Jesus died for her as contrary as we may think she is. Love never fails, Jimmy. Boy, here, let me pray with you. Lord, thank you for Allie. Things aren't so easy to untangle sometimes. I sure hope old Nahum can help Jimmy out with that prayer. Here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. <laughs> Randy? This spoonful of sugar thing ain't so easy to dissolve. You mean resolve, Danny. Resolve. <laughs> yep, it's hard to resolve unforgiveness issues, especially when the person responsible doesn't understand the person of Jesus or their need for a savior. <laughs> Randy, I think Miss Annie's talk was more like a spoonful of salt than sugar. I sure hope that makes Miss Allie thirsty for that story of hers. Yep. <laughs> Daddy, you know, you never fail to amaze me. Miss Annie did exactly that. And often that's all we can do is add salt and wait on someone's thirst. Oh, yeah, and, and pray like Jimmy and Nahum. After all, it is God who opens the eyes of the heart. Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. Thank you for listening to today's Christian Car Guy Theater Marathon. To find out more about the voice artists and the cast and crew of the Christian Car Guy Theater, go to ChristianCarGuy.com. You can also find out about the Jesus Labor Love Car Repair for Single Moms, Widows, or maybe you want to donate to that cause. It's all there at ChristianCarGuy.com. Now stay tuned. we got three more episodes of Christian Car Guy Theater coming up.
for Christian Cargai Theater. With today's episode, Pride Takes a Ride. This afternoon, Jimmy and Allie are heading over to the church in Jimmy's Jeep. They're helping plan the big annual Spring Has Sprung Parade, and Allie has a special role to play. I hope this meeting doesn't take too long. I need to do some shoe shopping. What for? The ones you have on look just fine. To go with my dress for the big parade, silly. They have to match perfectly. Don't you know anything? I guess not. At least about dresses and stuff. Oh look, there's Pastor Jack and Miss Annie and Grandma. And here's the Sheriff and Eustace too. Hi, everybody. Ah, here's Jimmy with our Princess for the Garden of Hope float. Welcome. Allie, I think it's wonderful you were elected to be the princess. There were some other really pretty girls who wanted that title. It's quite an honor. It sure is, but I just knew I would get it. In fact, I knew the exact dress I wanted to wear. I got it a month ago. It's awesome. (laughs) Talk about counting your chickens before they hatch. Pretty sure of yourself, Allie. Oh, Jimmy. I suppose I could act like all humble, but I know that I'm pretty. I mean, I have a mirror at home, you know. And, well, I know a lot of boys who appreciate that about me. Oh yeah? Like Steven, right? Not just Steven, a lot of other guys too. In fact, when I was at the coffee shop the other day, a total stranger came up to me and told me that he was shocked that such a beautiful girl could be found in such a small town. He even gave me his card. Said if I was ever in LA, he could find me work through his agency. The Fair Vanity Agency or something like that. Allie, you should be careful about guys like that. Oh, don't be silly. He's a respectable man, I could tell. He was very well dressed and had a great haircut. He works for all of the top fashion magazines. And he said, I have loads of talent. You're just being too overprotective. I can take care of myself. I don't know, Allie. I'm inclined to agree with Jimmy. You don't know this person at all. You might need to want to go talk to your mom and daddy about it and get their permission. Meanwhile, at Jimmy's Jeep, the Under the Hood gang has heard the whole conversation. Sacre bleu! And I thought I was egotistical. (laughs) Hearing Ali speak of herself is making me les miserables. Am I right, Gracie Gastink? Self-serve, Frenchy Fender. That little gal has had one too many clicks on the ego pump. Her tank sounds me-deep to me. Mosey Motorola, does that sound refined to you? Gracie, yeah, that agency dude sounds stranger than friction. And I know friction. I, I am Mosey Motor Oil, after all. Smoother than Teflon usually means nothing to hold on to, if you know what I mean. Hey, Wally windshield wiper, I bet you can see right through all this. Yes, sir, Mosey. Listening to that girl talk about herself gives me the same feeling as the glass blower that inhaled. He got a pain in his stomach. <laughs> I know how that goes, Wally. Sometimes I make a case for myself and think, Kramer Crankshaft, how can you put a special self-spin on your bearing? And it's just about then when I'm busting with pride that my metal case breaks down and the spin makes me so dizzy, I just, I'm just i just spinning our wheels going nowhere. Hey, I think it's great. That doll has moxie, self-respect, and Guido Gasket knows. 
Self-respect. Who do you think seals this joint? Oh, Guido, you gaskets always go right over my head. You're so high on yourselves. Yeah, yeah, Tammy, you tensioners are always a tight race. A good belt now and then would do you some good. Come on over to my place sometime and I'll help you out. Oh, Guido. Meanwhile in the church, the Spring of Sprung Parade meeting has begun to wrap up as everybody is made aware of their assigned tasks at the event. Allie, have you as the head princess got your court all lined up? <laughs> yes, I do. Of course, some of them, well, make that all of them, are kind of jealous, but I can handle that. Hmm, well, okay then. I, I told you this would be a short meeting, so why don't we close in prayer? Oh, excuse me, Pastor Jack. Jimmy, I need to get going. Take me to the coffee shop, now. Oh, Allie, honey, Pastor Jack will just do a quick prayer. It's not like he's going to preach a sermon. Come on, hold your horses, Allie. I'll take you right after Pastor prays. I'm sorry, everybody, but I just, like, don't believe what you guys believe. Well, Allie, what do you believe? Well, I'm spiritual and all, but it's like... You know, I mean, I believe Jesus was a good man and everything, but there are many ways to heaven, lots of them. That's what most of my friends believe. I'm open to new ideas about God, but not old churchy traditions and Bible stuff. Allie, thank you for being honest with us. That takes courage. That's right, Allie. It does take courage to let us know what you really believe. I'm sorry, but I just, I really have to go. Allie, wait. You know, that was pretty rude back there. Just stop preaching at me, okay? You know what? I'm done. It's obvious that you were just too immature. But, but Allie... D-O-N-E. Done. Jimmy walks back towards his Jeep absolutely brokenhearted. The Under the Hood gang are concerned. Oh, Monsieur Jimmy, is this Allie? She is not ready for a relationship. Is that not right, Kramer Craigshaft? Yep, Frenchie Fender. In my world, things blow up in circular arguments. Allie can't get her bearings with no truth to hold on to. Oh, Jimmy, you foolish boy. Hey, Jimmy, that's the way it is with these dolls. Especially them Russian nesting ones. They're full of themselves. Tune in next time for episode two of Pride Takes a Ride. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. <laughs> Randy, women, can't live with them, can't live with them. <laughs> yeah, Danny. Look, God is really at work here. Jimmy's heart has been pierced, and so has Allie's. And God doesn't waste pain, Danny. Yep, Randy, I guess this time... Pride came before a falling out. You're right, Daddy. God tells us that we have to die in order to live. And a relationship with somebody who hasn't even experienced Jesus' love means that Allie has yet to even know what love is yet. Both she and this relationship kind of have to die before either can live. As painful as that breakup will be for Jimmy. Randy. It just breaks my heart. That's what I meant, Daddy. And that's where God does his best work. Binding up the broken heart. Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Show with today's special, Christian Car Guy Theater Marathon. We've been listening to the escapades of Jimmy and his girlfriend, Allie, both through a spoonful of sugar, and now Pride takes a ride. 
So let's continue with what originally aired as Pride Takes a Ride Part 2, followed by a brand new episode, Pride Takes a Ride Part 3, coming up in our last segment. As Jimmy heads off, Allie heads into the strip mall to look for those shoes. When who should she run into but that photographer from the Fair Vanity Agency she told Jimmy about. Well, hello again. Remember me? I gave you my card the other day. Yeah, I remember. And your name is Brad, right? Ooh, good memory. And I'm sorry, but I'm afraid I forgot your name. That's not good when I forget the name of a pretty girl like you. (laughs) Oh, you're sweet. It's Allie. That's right. Allie, it looks like fate that I keep running into you. And just to let you know, I did get that project lined up here for the next week or two. Oh no, look at that clock up there. I'm late for an appointment. Sorry to run, Allie, but I have a feeling I'll be seeing you around. Um, okay. Good to see you again. See, he's a perfect gentleman. Jimmy was wrong. I know a good guy when I see one. Meanwhile, Jimmy is driving along talking to himself. Why does this hurt like this? I mean, I don't love this girl, do I? It's bad enough she's dumping me, but that photographer dude sounds really scary. Maybe I'll go by and see the sheriff about this guy. At least doing that might be constructive. I just don't get it. I know Allie's got her pride side, but I thought for sure she would see Jesus in Pastor Jack, or in Nahum, or even in me and fall in love with Jesus like I did. Jimmy pulls up to the sheriff's office and walks in. Both the sheriff and Deputy Eustace are behind their desks. Jimmy, you look like someone just killed your dog, boy. What happened? Yeah, that's just how I feel, Sheriff. Allie just dumped me for, of all things, preaching to her. And Sheriff, if that's not bad enough, she told me that a guy from some crazy fair vanity photography modeling agency saw her in the coffee shop the other day and he offered to take some pictures for a magazine. If she's ever in LA, I mean, come on, seriously? Sounds pretty creepy if you ask me. Do you guys know anything about a stranger like that? Uh, yes, as a matter of fact... Oh, the uh, old photo shoot caper, huh? Well, you know, I thought I smelled a rat the other day when we met that young fellow. Uh, Eustace, weren't you supposed to be taking those wanted posters over to the post office? Why don't you run on over there and let me speak to young Jimmy here? You know how Postmaster Snyder gets to fretting when you don't keep those things up to date. What do you mean? Oh, but Sheriff, you want me to go over there just when something really juicy comes in? This is what I've been waiting for. This is really some real police work. Oh, come on, Sheriff. Doggone it. Can't those posters just wait? Now, Eustace, we want to keep the Postmaster happy. And this isn't really that big a deal. It's just a stranger in town. It's not like it's a crime scene or anything. You better get going, Eustace. You know the postmaster be calling any minute. Go on now. It won't take you that long. Oh boy. Doggone postmaster Schneider. I, I can hear him now. Deputy Eustace, it's our federal responsibility to have those posters updated every time a suspect is apprehended. Lives are at stake, deputy. Oh, brother. Jimmy, boy, you shouldn't ought to dangle that kind of carrot in front of Eustace. Believe me, he'd have us on shutdown. Eustace would be contacting the governor for National Guard backup in a Beaver County minute. (laughs) Yes, Sheriff, sorry. You are right about that. So let's go back to Allie and the photographer. 
I have noticed a California plate on a late model Mustang at both the coffee shop and the strip mall. Today, as a matter of fact, I ran the license plate just to make sure. Strange, though, it's a rental car with Enterprise. So I thought to myself, why would an L.A. photographer rent a car to come to Beaver County? That's good work, Jimmy. I'm really glad you told me about this. Thanks, Sheriff. So, Allie broke up with you. It looks like this is really a tough blow, Jimmy. Anything you want to talk about? It's kind of like somebody punching you in the stomach and you can't punch him back, right? That's a good way to put it, Sheriff. It really is hard to figure out. I mean, I, I just thought nothing could be better than to share my faith with her. And now look what that's gotten me. Believe me. I've walked in those shoes a time or two myself, trying my best to help someone I really care about with the most important thing I could share with them. And yet, they not only rejected Christ, but they rejected me along with him. Look, Jimmy, I, I know it's painful, and what I'm going to advise sounds like the last thing you want to do right now. But son, if you ever needed Jesus' help, this is where Jesus really shines. This is where he is really visible. It's kind of his thing to touch hearts. And this is a heart issue. You need to ask for his help and get quiet and just listen for your next step. I promise Jesus has one for you. Just don't get it. I totally understand where you're coming from, Jimmy. I lost a job one time, a really good job I'd worked for all my life. And the last thing I wanted right then was to pray. But you know, a dear friend told me that I just needed to get quiet and listen. I said to my friend, Quiet? <laughs> I'm telling you, Jimmy, there were voices screaming to me to get even. It was going to be my turn to go all the way to the governor. But you know what? By God's grace, I got quiet before the Lord, and Jesus told me that he had a new place where he needed me to be. Yep. It was right here, Beaver County, USA. This is where I met my wife, and it was here where I adopted her seven-year-old son who lost his daddy in a car accident. Huh. I can't imagine my life without Susie and Billy. And as a side note, Jimmy, two years later, the boss I was sharing Jesus with called me out of the blue to let me know he had accepted our Savior. And he told me he wished he would have listened to me years ago. That was the best advice I was ever given, Jimmy, other than meeting Jesus. So, go get quiet and listen. I think I will go and do just that, Sheriff. Thank you. You bet, Jimmy. What do you say we start you out right here? Jesus, Jimmy and I need to come to you now and I know that whenever two or more are gathered in your name Jimmy jumps into his jeep and heads towards the mountain to pray the gang under the hood is certainly all shook up as well Frenchy Fender kicks it off oh mon ami quel dommage Monsieur Jimmy's heart is shattered. He is bluer than a petty racing team fender. <laughs> oh, Gracie Gas Tank. What do we do with this one? This one needs more octane than I got. Thank you very much. Prayer is exactly what he needs, and we can pray with him. 
I think he's headed to his prayer spot on the mountain. I saw that one coming. And they don't call me Wally Windshield Washer for nothing. But seeing isn't what Jimmy needs right now. It's hearing. I'm praying God will tell him something to help his heart. This here reminds me of Winona. She was only a whiskey maker, but I loved her still. Oh, brother. Oh, hey, how crude, Guido. Yeah, hey, this is four-stroke humor. <laughs> hey, hey, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> Guido Gasket and Mosey Motorola's humor, as usual, has caused Hammy Tensioner's wrath. Oh, Guido, just for once, could you be serious? Jimmy's really hurting here. Ah, oh, Tammy, don't be so high-strung. High-strung? Ha! I'll give you high-strung. Ernest and Julio, the gallows for you, Guido. Tune in next month for another exciting installment of Pride Takes a Ride, right here on Christian Car Guy Theater. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. <laughs> you know, Randy... Being crushed can be very depressing. <laughs> Daddy, yes, but many times that's when God does his best work. Jimmy is really taking a good path on this struggle. He's asking Jesus and listening. You know, there seems to be some real evil lurking here, and Jesus can see what's really going on with the enemy. That's why this prayer is so important, Danny. <laughs> That's why he's heading to the mountains. To get a peek. Am I right, Randy? Oh, boy. Say goodbye, Danny. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. I hope you're enjoying this edition of Christian Car Guy Theater Marathon. For more information on Christian Car Guy Theater, the cast, the crew, etc., go to ChristianCarGuy.com. You will also find there hundreds of articles, as well as tips, and of course, our Jesus Labor Love, car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. Plus, you can download podcasts of previous shows, and now all 18 episodes of Christian Car Guy Theater. We are so hoping you'll check us out at ChristianCarGuy.com. Coming up next, we'll hear the brand new episode, Pride Takes a Ride, Part 3. continue with Christian Car Guy Theater Marathon with today's new episode, Pride Takes a Ride, Part 3. Allie is walking out of the mall admiring her new shoe purchase, talking to herself. She doesn't notice that Miss Annie, Pastor Jack's secretary, is headed her way. Just wait till Jimmy sees me in these. He's gonna love them. Oh, I forgot about Jimmy. Yeah, that probably isn't happening. I broke up with Jimmy. Oh, what was I thinking? Jimmy was the only person I've ever known who seemed to really care about me, not just what I could do for him. Well, hello there, Allie. If it isn't our Garden of Hope princess right here in the flesh. I am so looking forward to the parade, Allie, dear. I wish I was. Oh, Allie, is there something wrong? Oh, no, I'm sure it'll be fun. 
<laughs> well, I'm no mind reader, Allie, but it sounds to me like you need someone to talk to. What do you say I buy you an ice cream over at Pop's Malt Shop? My treat. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. Moments later, Allie and Miss Annie are seated with their ice cream. Allie, a couple of hours ago, you seemed so excited about the parade. What's happened since then, sweetie? Well, you remember that little comment I made about the prayer? Jimmy got on his pulpit and started preaching at me. I just couldn't take it anymore. So I told him I was done. Oh, I see. So you are done with Jimmy? That's the confusing part. Jimmy, well, like, there's something about him. Something real. He really cares about me, down deep, like no one I've ever met. Yet he seems to want to turn me into the church lady or something, and I'm sure not going for that. <laughs> oh, right. I remember the church lady. Do you think I'm one of those, Allie? Oh, no, not you, Miss Annie. You're, like, sweet and not judgmental and fake, like some of those Christians on TV going on and on about the gender issue and bathrooms and stuff. Those people freak me out. Because you disagree with them, right? Absolutely. Allie, uh, do you have friends that you disagree with? <laughs> like, all the time. It, does that mean you don't care about each other? Just because you don't agree about certain things? Well, of course we still care about each other. Well, just because we disagree with people doesn't mean we hate them. Like Jimmy. Now, Allie, you know Jimmy cares about you enough to tell you what he feels is true and will help you, even, even when he knows it might upset you. I guess. Oh. This is such a complex time we live in, sweetie. You know, God loves us so much. He tries to warn us for our own good. Allie, you remember the conversation we had a few months ago when you told me you struggled with God having to kill his own son and the struggle you had with Jimmy when you put sugar in his gas tank? I told you then that when I was your age, I struggled with the same thing, and someday you may be ready to hear my story. Is today that day, Allie? Ah, uh, sure. Yes, I would like to hear that. Meanwhile, Deputy Eustace is on his way back from hanging those posters at the post office when he spots that mysterious photographer Jimmy was talking about. The photographer Brad was just getting into that Mustang, and Eustace approached him. Oh, excuse me there, young fella. I noticed you're from out of town. Uh, just what exactly brings you to Beaver County? Well, officer, I'm a photographer for the Fair Vanity Agency in L.A., and I'm here doing a mountain layout for a hotel chain that's looking to possibly build here. Officer, did you know you have a real authoritative appearance? You may be perfect for shoot I'm doing in Law & Orderly magazine. What do you say? Maybe when I get set up for my shoot, you can come over. You got a card, uh, officer, uh... Oh, hey, uh, Eustace, uh, Deputy Eustace, that is. Well, uh, well, I, I, I have been told I, I am the picture of law and order. <laughs> uh, why, sure, if it, if it would help you out, I, I could, probably. Uh, oh, here's my card. Uh, oh, and call me when you need me. I, I'll come running. Sirens are blaring, if you like. <laughs> uh, no, no, that won't be necessary, Deputy. But it may be a day or two before I call you. <laughs> yeah, hey, 10-4, ride to that, young fella. I'll see you around. 
Deputy Eustace walks off muttering to himself. <laughs> yep, that's what I always say. A prophet is just not a prophet in his own hometown. <laughs> Takes an out-of-towner to spot a real lawman. <laughs> Over at Pop's malt shop, it looks like Miss Annie has the green light to share with Allie. Allie, when I was in high school, <laughs> there, was, there was a group called Jesus Freaks. <laughs> they always preached like they were holier than the rest of us. But I knew a couple of them pretty well. And let's just say they weren't exactly angels themselves. <laughs> so in a way, well, I just figured all Christians were like that. And besides, as you said, this idea that God would have to kill his own son was repulsive to me, too. I get that. But then I met Pastor Jack. Only he was just plain Jack Tribby back then. And he was completely different than anyone I'd ever met. You see, Allie, back then... <laughs> oh, everyone called me Fatty Four Eyes. <laughs> and for that reason, nobody who was anybody would talk to me. But you know, Jack was always glad to see me. And not only did he talk to me, he always felt, made me feel like I was his favorite. But then I realized that almost anyone who spoke with him felt that way. There was just something special about Jack. Later on, I found out what that was. You know what it is, Allie? Not exactly, but I do know what it feels like. It feels like, well, like Jimmy. Everyone feels good around Jimmy. And I really was his favorite. I mean... I was, but I can't believe they called you Fatty Four Eyes in school. You're beautiful and thin. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Allie. But yes, Fatty Four Eyes. <laughs> and the worst part was, I began to believe that about myself. But Jack helped me to change because he saw something to me that no one else did, not even me. And you know, there is a key to life here, Allie. An important trait that God wants to give us. And that trait in a person is called, well, to use a Bible term, it's called grace. Jack and Jimmy both have grace. The bigger question is why? <laughs> How can they see the good in us when we can't even see it in ourselves? <laughs> Now that's something worth pondering, don't you think so, Allie? Yes it is, Miss Annie, yes it is. Oh, I uh, need to go. My dad told me to be home by five and it's quarter till. Sorry to run off, Miss Annie. Thank you for the ice cream and for your uh, wisdom. You know, Miss Annie, I believe you have that trait too. Grace, hmm. I'm going to ponder that, Miss Annie, I promise. Bye, thanks again. Join us next month for Pride Takes a Ride Part Four right here on Christian Car Guy Theater. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. Uh, Randy, remember when those missing bison had this?